that's what's really helped us in this perception is if one of us is aware to take it back to, hey, this is what I'm, I'm needing, this is how I perceive the love, and I'm not getting a lot of it right now, it takes it out of the I'm blaming you and it takes it back to can you show me your love in a, in a language that I understand. And that's been really, really powerful for us. Happy Monday, everyone. It's Sophie. And Adi. We're always looking for new ways to support you, and we know firsthand how life can get in the way. So we've created five-minute episodes with motivation from us and our great friends to keep you feeling ignited and inspired no matter what life throws at you. Welcome to the Ignited Motivation Podcast. Mini episodes every Monday. Listen while you brush your teeth. Or on your morning walk. And you'll never miss out on the latest tips and tricks that are keeping us feeling motivated. The way that my family shows their love is through affection. So constantly touching, holding hands, hugging, squeezing, kissing, just constant, you know, like leaning, tucking, snuggling. It's not bad, by the way. I'm not (laughs) zero complacent. That's the way that I received love as a child. And that meant that someone cared about me is wanting to touch me and make me feel good and vice versa. So I'm very affectionate because of that. And that was for a while, like my love language. That's what I interpreted as love. So when Adi and I weren't intimate, you know, Adi's kind of like more cut and dry. He's like, when you're being physical and you're having sex, then you're connected. Uh, Once in a while, he'll grab my hand, but otherwise it's just not his love language. And he's just not a very physical person. So that created a lot of good crazy in me. After we figured out that was my love language, he was more intentional about being a little bit more affectionate, but it doesn't come naturally to him. So that kind of fizzled out after a while. We had two kids back to back and my love language shifted and changed to acts of service. So, you know, when you're in a place where I was really young, I was working full time and I had two little babies, (laughs) I needed help. I needed someone to do the dishes without giving me shit. I needed someone running and getting that thing or taking the kids to school or giving me an afternoon to myself. Like I needed acts of service and that's how I interpreted my love. And by a D not doing those things, it made me feel like he loved me less. So that's kind of like where my transition happened was after having kids, I just interpreted love differently. And I was like, screw the affection. Let's just like (laughs) handle the day to day operations so that I feel sane and I feel supported. Um, Now, Now, Sophie pointed out, you don't have to have only one. Yeah. But I'm assuming as you hear this from an outside perspective, you can, it's probably easier always to see this from an outside perspective, but it's relatively easy to see how two people like that should communicate and, you know, and how there can be such conflicts. Like if you, if you interpret and give love in a completely different language, how there can be so much conflict. Sure. And if somebody has a love language that is touch, but the other one has uh, words of affirmation, then returning love when somebody touches you is not about touching them back. It's about telling them how much you appreciate them touching you. Right. And that's what can get hard is because you're receiving maybe what you need, but you're reciprocating given that same language. And if that's not your partner's language, they don't get it. If one of you's love language is acts of service. And so you keep showing your partner that you love them because you do the dishes and you take the garbage out and you clean the floor but they're a gift 
receiving gifts kind of person. They're not registering the love. They're actually, it's literally as if one of you is speaking Chinese and the other is speaking Greek and you're having a hard time understanding why your partner is not getting you. And when you start looking at it that way, one of you speaks Chinese and the other one is Greek, you have a couple of options. Either learn the other person's language or learn another common language. That's the only thing that's gonna end up working to start communicating together. You can yell at another person in Chinese if they don't understand Chinese. It doesn't matter how loud you get. It doesn't matter how mad you get. It doesn't matter how much you love them and want them to love you back. They're literally not understanding the words that are coming. That's what's really helped us in this perception is if one of us is aware to take it back to, hey, this is what I'm, I'm needing. This is how I perceive the love and I'm not getting a lot of it right now, it takes it out of the, I am blaming you, and it takes it back to, can you show me your love in a, in a language that I understand? And that's been really, really powerful for us. And being able to communicate about that, honestly, because it's not right or wrong. You're not asking for something crazy. You're not requesting some like ridiculous request. It's just your love language. Absolutely. And it's just what you need. A lot of people find out that even though they're receiving gifts is the love language, we're not talking about a car or you know, a house or a brand new yacht or a boat. Yeah. They can be small gifts. It's the act of giving that is being appreciated. So understanding the nuances of your partner's love language is actually really, really important as part of the process. Communication is not only about being able to express I love, she loves, etc. There's nuances to our feelings. There is so much color to the world of emotions, but we don't all see it. Again, if we talk about history, because I, we both believe that a lot of this comes from our history, I grew up in a family that didn't talk about emotions. So first of all, we really only looked at negative emotions, like I'm mad at you or I'm angry at you or uh, you know, I'm sad as emotion. We didn't even look at the entire positive side of it all that much. We were happy generally, but we didn't talk about it. So there was no vocabulary. There are layers of feelings and there are layers of expressing what it is you're feeling in more than just one single word. And I think knowing the nuance and being able to really specifically explain what it is you're feeling and why, maybe you don't know the why, but what it is you're feeling so that you can express that to your partner is is golden. That's your golden ticket. Because then you can really translate, right? Love languages. So translate what it is that's going on for you instead of just like, I'm feeling sad. Hey everybody, it's Adi again. And I want to share with you something that I believe is one of the most useful free tools I've ever created for my clients and for you. It's our free personalized My Drinking Score report. Look, you already know that at Ignited, we don't care much for labels and we don't believe in any of those once a blah, 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 always a blah, blah, blah slogan. But if you are questioning your specific relationship with alcohol, you may be trying to figure out how to understand what you need to do and whether you're moving in the right direction. Well, then this completely free tool is for you and will give you the answers you're looking for. All you're gonna do is you're gonna take a five minute quiz answering simple questions that you know the answers to. And then like magic, our system is gonna spit out a custom report so that you can find out more about your relationship with alcohol and actually get guidance and help to some of the changes that you can individually make. I created this tool to give you a customized, personalized, virtual resource that you can take at any time and that makes it easy to get the exact recommendations and steps that you need to help eliminate your struggles. Anybody can take it and did I mention that it's completely 100% free? 
Well, it is. So stop running around in circles trying to figure out why you're having a hard time getting sober and get real solutions and guidance to help transform your life and get ignited forever. Just pause this audio right now and go to ignited.com forward slash go. Again, that's ignited.com forward slash go and take our five minute quiz right now. Find out what your drinking score is and then share it and tag us on Instagram or Facebook because remember, fuck shame. Together, we get to move forward and get better every day. You just listened to the Ignited Motivation Podcast. Did you love the mini dose of motivation? Please let us know. Your feedback and experience is our number one motivator. Leave us a review, subscribe, and share with your favorite people on your favorite apps. And don't forget to catch the next episode every Monday. Because we want to hear from you. So join the conversation and discover bonus content on our website and Instagram. You can find the links in the show notes. Now that you're ignited, what are you motivated to take on?